How was your romantic getaway with Diane? You know, you didn't stay away as long as I expected. No, we cut the trip a little shorter than we planned. Well, judging from the smile on your face, it looks like it was the drama-free escape you were hoping for. It was very relaxing. And I have some exciting news. Oh, well, I love exciting news. It's so much better than that normal news. We decided to keep this just with the immediate family, okay? By coincidence, I am immediate family. Now, come on, stop stalling. What you got for me? I proposed to Diane, and lucky me, she accepted. Oh my God, Jack, that is exciting news. Oh, I'm so, oh. so happy for you. <laughs> Thank you, Tracy. Thank you. Oh, this happened awfully quickly. Yeah, I, I know. It, it was the timing, the romantic setting, everything just fell together. It was perfect. Oh, just knew it. <laughs> I knew that you were going to be able to find this kind of love again. I know you didn't see it, and I know you were content to immerse yourself in the arms of your family, but it just makes me so happy that you're so happy. You have the biggest, most loving heart of anyone I've ever known. And if anyone deserves this, it's you. I can't tell you how much I appreciate that. And I'm not sure everyone else is going to be quite so enthusiastic. made this whole show that I washed my hands of you and your plans for Diane. I I, I just made a big deal out of it. We, we can't be seen here together. That's why we're meeting in your room. I just finished my morning workout and my endorphins are in overdrive. Now I'm ready to sit down and discuss next steps. Okay, well, let's do that. But let's leave before we get busted. Let's go and get out of this. I should have known. Every word out of your mouth was a big fat lie. Is everything okay? You ready for your arbitration hearing? Um, yeah, everything's fine. I just, I didn't sleep very well last night. Figured as much, seeing that very large cup of coffee. <laughs> Did you ask them if they'd sell it to you by the gallon? Hey, uh, I was hoping maybe we could chat for a couple minutes before you head off to face this battle with Devon. Yeah, no, I have a lot I have to get done right now. Whoa, 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 come on, just sit with me for a minute. Maybe I can help you work through some of this anxiety. Okay, Daniel, I know that you think that maybe you can help solve things with Devon and me, but we're way past that point. Whoa, whoa, hold on. You're wrong. I know that, that that's not an option anymore. 
I just want to make sure that you're not second-guessing yourself. How are you feeling? You got up a couple times last night. Yeah, I was just to get water. I'm okay, though. You don't sound worried at all. No, I mean, there's, there's no point to worry about something I can't control. I know I have one of the best attorneys and Christine. She's going to put together a great case for me to keep control of Hamilton Winters. Yeah, I don't doubt that at all. I just, you know, the one thing we haven't talked about is the opposing counsel. This is going to be the first time you've seen Amanda since the two of you broke up. I still can't believe that Lily even did that in the first place. To bring my ex back, to twist the knife even more. I know how difficult this is going to be for you. And I want to go. I want to be there by your side. I want to support you. I know. I know. I appreciate you wanting to do that, but I really don't think it's a good idea if you come. Lily, you are a decisive leader who is capable of making tough decisions. And I also know how important family is to you. Yeah, it's the whole reason behind this merger in the first place. Right, I mean, you pinned all your hopes on building a company and family that was working together. I know that you poured your heart and soul into making that a reality. Well, I thought it would be a success. Right, because business plus family equals success. Yes, I know, it's a faulty formula. Well, maybe this time there were just too many variables. I'm not really a math guy, so. But all I can tell you is every time I would have a show, you know, an exhibit that was disappointing, or even a single painting that just didn't feel right, I would always wind up doing a postmortem afterwards. I'd analyze every aspect of it and try and figure out what went wrong. Right. So that you could see how to do it better next time. Exactly. Yeah, that's exactly what I was doing last night. I just kept going over and over in my mind of how we ended up here. I just, I, I wish that Devon and I could figure out an amicable solution. But you tried. Yeah, I tried everything. I offered to give him the company name, told him I, I missed him and I wanted to work things out between us. I'm sure you did everything that you could. And you need to be clear about that when you walk into that arbitration. You didn't want this fight. You did everything in your power to try and keep things from getting this far off the rails. There were just too many variables. Why are you telling me this? Because I want you to stop beating yourself up and just accept the fact that you're absolutely right to do whatever it takes to win. I don't get it. Why don't you want me to go with you? I, mean, I, I want to be there for you. Is, is this about Amanda? No, it's not entirely. Because I know how complicated this is for you emotionally, and. I want to be there. I want to support you. I mean, are you worried that it's going to be awkward seeing her again with me by your side? No, this is not about me. It's about you. I'm thinking about you. Do you want to be in that room and sit across from her and know that she's going to do whatever she has to do and say whatever she has to say to win? I, what are you so worried about? Are you scared that I'm not going to be able to keep my mouth shut? Then I'm going to tell Lily and Amanda exactly what I think about what they're doing. You're more than welcome to do that. Because <laughs> I promise, I just want to be there for you. I want to support you. I want to have your back. You want to know how to support me the best? I want you to stay home with our son and have the best day possible so that no matter what happens in that hearing today, I know that I can come home to the both of you. Okay. Okay.
Yeah, fine. I will stay here with Dominic and we will have so much fun, but when you get home, we're gonna throw our arms around you, give you lots of love and kisses, and remind you of all the good things in your life. But I'm gonna be thinking about you every second of the day. I'll be thinking about you too. You have any idea how grateful I am for you? Ain't it? You and Dominic are everything to me. Uh, excuse me, Diane, I didn't lie. Oh, really? What do you call that phony emotional outpouring you gave Jack and me at society? Oh, I would never have anything to do with him. He's dangerous. He's a bad guy. I'm shocked to see him here. I thought he was on his way to Europe, so. You're lying, Phyllis, and you know it. It's obvious that Jeremy never left town, and you know how I know that? Because he's right here. Hold on, Diane. Phyllis is telling the truth. It was on the jet, it was on my way, and I realized I forgot my lucky socks. So I turned around, come back to get them. Oh, for Pete's sake. Oh, come on, Diane. You remember my lucky socks? I don't dare conduct business without them. But the big surprise is that you're back in town. What happened? Did you and Jack get sick of each other already? Well, I'll admit, we left town to get away from you, but then we realized what a mistake it was. Why should we let you have that kind of control over our lives? So we decided to simply ignore you and come back. Because you see, Jeremy, your tactics aren't going to work on me. I'm not afraid of you now. You have no power over me. Uh, did you buy that? I didn't. Are you gonna talk to your dad about him saying you come downstairs in the shirt? Ooh, yeah, I'm probably not gonna talk to him about that today because um, I wanna focus on you mm. and everything that you have going on. Promise me mm. that you will take to heart everything that Christine has to say. Don't let your anger get in the way. Just let her guide you through this. I will not lose it, I promise. Because I know that that anger is really coming from the hurt that you're feeling. And trust me, I understand, but Lily will do anything to win and she'll probably use that to provoke you. This is about law and contracts. It's not about family issues or an ex with an ex to grind. I know, I know that. And I'm gonna leave it all outside the door and I will not let my personal feelings affect what happens in that hearing, okay? Okay. Can you believe it, Nikki? Tonight's the night, it's finally here. Thank you, honey, thank you. The Genoa City. Bicentennial Gala. Oh my gosh, we've been working so hard to pull all of this together and it's finally, finally gonna happen. Oh, I know, but it seems like there's still so much to do. <laughs> oh, we are expecting a lot of press, local and national, so please double check the RSVP list. I have done that and everything is accounted for. Um, and you're absolutely right, there are going to be some amazing VIPs, both locally and nationally. Oh, fantastic, just <laughs> as we had hoped. Yes, and how about you? Were you able to go over the numbers with Michael and Lauren for the caterer? The last thing we need is to run out of alcohol or food on a night like this. Oh, tell me about it. No, 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 they are all set. They finalized the arrangements this morning. Everything's going to be perfect. This is the biggest event in Genoa City in a really long time. Absolutely, this is going to be an unforgettable celebration. Bringing together the former and current members of our community. Oh, it's so exciting. <sighs> My only regret is that you and I didn't get to spend a lot of one-on-one -on -one time together planning it. Oh, I know. Mickey, 
It's just there was too much to do. <laughs> That's for sure. Well, it's all coming together now. And things are almost set for a special presentation we have planned, too. I am so looking forward to it. But you know what? The entire evening is going to just be spectacular. There's something about a, a masked ball that really speaks to the novelist in me. Well, you're right. There always seems to be a hint of intrigue and romance in the air when people arrive masquerading in a world of fantasy. <laughs> Should prove for a magical evening. It's my kind of party. <laughs> and you know, the timing is just perfect as well. I think that we really need a, a joyous occasion like this especially in light of recent events. Recent events? Like what? Are, are you talking about something specific? It makes perfect sense the two of you found each other. It's just a match made in hell. Hell? What was that like? I mean, when you died. But you didn't really die. Hey, but tell me, when you fake die, do you go to fake hell? How does that work? Trust me, Phyllis, you won't be going to fake hell. I can't believe you went running to Kyle and Summer with the news that Jeremy had left town, knowing full well that they would relay that information to Jack and me. You wanted to get us back to town and put us in danger. Shame on you. And you know what? I bet there wasn't a moment's hesitation before using your own daughter as a pawn in your scheme. How low can you go? Is it hard for you to manufacture this level of outrage? Is that difficult? You know, the thing about you, from before, at least you knew that you were a terrible person. But now it's like you've just bought this fairy tale that you've created of, you know, saintly reform. I have reformed. Okay, now you're just a hypocrite. You were so much more fun when you were Taylor Jensen back in LA. I have apologized for my mistakes, and I have made every effort to prove that I've changed. Okay, but see, there's still quite a few people who don't believe that. There's still a few people who will never forgive or forget what you did to them. And those people will be so happy if someone comes along and makes you pay for what you did. I mean, I'm not one of those people, but anyway. I hope the two of you enjoy each other's company. I, I can't think of two people who deserve each other more. I don't even know him. It must really bother you, though, that all your attacks against me have only made me stronger and even more united with Jack. You actually believe that? Seriously, things must not be that great between you and Jack or else she wouldn't feel the need to scream it from the rooftops. Mm, yeah, you know what? It's, it's fascinating that you keep insisting that you don't have any romantic interest in Jack, and yet, my gosh, you're so obsessed with the fact that we're in love and we're back together again. Okay, well, I'm not obsessed, and you don't have the capacity for love. Unless you can fall in love with a bank account. Well, look at that. He knows you very well. All right, all right. You guys can just keep attacking me. But pretty soon, you are going to hear some news that lets you know your hatefulness won't win. I don't care what either of you think. I don't have the time or the energy for your nonsense.
I'm just talking in general terms about things that have happened lately, nothing specific. You know, there's just been a lot of circumstances that have affected a lot of us on many levels. I think it's a really great thing that we're all going to get together to celebrate this historic event. Nikki, 200 years. It's just important to bring people together to celebrate something positive and uplifting, right? Tracy, you're not a very good liar. I know. So, what news were you talking about? Something at the Abbott House? Diane and Jack's rekindled romance? Or were you referring to the fact that Jeremy Stark is back in town? Jeremy Stark? Why would you bring him up? I'm sure you've heard plenty about that man. All the danger that he poses to every one of us. And just for the record, Luring him back to town was strictly Phyllis's idea. See ya. Mm, I'm still worried. You're still worried? I'm what sorry. You, for what? What are you worried about? Honestly, what do you think's gonna happen? You think I'm gonna hear something that Amanda says and just freak out and start yelling at people and flipping chairs over or what? I, no, nothing that dramatic, but I know you have that in you. Like, I have seen you passionate, I have seen you angry, and most people just see cool, calm Devon. Nothing rattles you. But I know there's a lot underneath the surface. Well, it makes me happy that we've been in each other's lives for long enough that you do know that about me. But you know who else knows that about you? Lily and Amanda. And I don't want them to use it against you. I'm prepared, though. Are you? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay, because... What if, Amanda, sit down. What if she gets in your face with a lot of questions? <sighs> Mr. Hamilton, why should anyone believe you in these proceedings? You are a known liar, philanderer, and heartbreaker. You probably cheated in these business dealings the same way you cheated on me. So why should anyone believe anything that you have to say? Okay, that was probably a little too far, but you know something along those lines? I understand what you're doing, and yeah, I know she's, yeah, she might say that. Yeah, and we have to prepare for all contingencies. Well, you're preparing both of us. How can you be so calm? There is so much at stake. Because I know that no matter what happens today, I'm always gonna be able to come home to my life, which is you and Dominic. Yes, and that will never change, but... All right. I know how much this means to you. Sure, it means a lot to me, but in the grand scheme of things, it's like it's like that talk that we had a long time ago about love. When was that? You don't remember that? <laughs> it was a while back. I don't know exactly what I said, but I remember that we both agreed that real love in a real relationship is when you can count on the person to catch you when you're falling. And I know that no matter what happens today in that hearing, you and Dominic are gonna catch me. Right. Hey, what's got you so riled up? You will never guess who I ran into at the Grand Phoenix. Phyllis and Jeremy Stark, thick as thieves. Wait, 
He's already back in town? He never even left. We were right to suspect that Phyllis was lying when she said that he had flown off to Europe. And no doubt she was also lying when she said that she didn't want anything to do with his plans for me. Unbelievable. What am I saying? Of course it's believable. It's Phyllis. She never changes. It's not bad enough that she decided to throw in with this man. She dragged Summer and Kyle into it, too. She lied to them and used them to deliver her lies to us. It was all a plan to get us to let our guard down. They wanted us to think that the coast was clear so that we would come running back to town. The question is why? What are those two planning? What was that about? I mean, what is going on? What news is Diane talking about? What is she up to? Who cares? Doesn't matter. No, it does matter. She's a bane of my existence. She is psychotic. Okay, you give her an inch, she'll take a mile. Okay, I can't let you get distracted. That's exactly what Diane wants. Whatever plan that she and Jack have will be a moot point soon. Okay, they're planning a future together that's never gonna happen. Not if everything comes off the way we want. We have to focus on our plan. Now, do you think you can do that? I got this. Okay. Now, I need your full attention on this next move. You take care of your end, I'll take care of the rest. But I need to know, are you still on board with this? A hundred percent. Whatever they are up to, I am not surprised that Stark managed to get his hooks into Phyllis. I am deeply disappointed. She has clearly let her hatred for you consume her to the point of no return. She has alienated everyone in her life. And that's exactly the kind of vulnerability that Jeremy preys on. He's playing on her emotions perfectly. Not that I'm excusing Phyllis's part in this. Not at all. And, and, and it doesn't help that she sees us getting closer. It's only making her even more dangerous. Why does that even matter to her? It's not like we have a chance of getting back together. I have made that very clear. Jack. That's not why she's so angry. This goes back years, decades. We fought over you. We competed for your affection, and Phyllis feels like she's lost. No, come on, that's ridiculous. But it's how she feels. Losing out on your love has filled her with rage towards me, towards you, towards the world. I mean, in, in, in her mind, she doesn't think that I deserve to be happy. She doesn't think that I deserve you, especially if it comes at her expense. Well, that is troubling because there is no remedy for that. If you are right, she has painted herself into a corner. That's what I'm afraid of. I have been holding out hope that the threat of losing her kids might snap her out of this. That is what's so frustrating. I know how much she loves them. I thought that would be enough to pull her back from the brink, make her realign her priorities. She is so full of hatred that she doesn't care about anybody. She only cares about herself and her vendetta against me. It doesn't make sense. She was so happy when Daniel moved back to town. She would be able to be close to him again, even after she lost her job at Marchetti. Oh, when Summer fired her. Yeah, even after Summer fired her, she had an opportunity to work with her son. And what did she do? She squandered that too. I've seen this all before. She cannot help herself. She always gives in to her worst impulses. She did it with Christine, she did it with Sharon. God knows she's done it with you. And no matter how terrible her behavior is, she somehow finds a way to justify it all to herself. It's frightening. I mean, Phyllis's drama mixing in with Jeremy's twisted psyche, God only knows what they have in store for me. Whatever it is, don't you worry. We will handle this. 
together soon as husband and wife. We're not going to let them or anyone else take this happiness from us. Don't worry about me. I'm not going to get distracted by anything that Jack and Diane have planned, okay? Don't micromanage me. Your confidence. It never ceases to amaze me. Anyone who doesn't appreciate you doesn't deserve to know you. That's for sure. We make a pretty good team, don't we? Together, you and I, we could light the world on fire. I can see a lot of opportunities opening up for us. Endless opportunities. Okay. All right, stay focused. I am focused. No, I mean focused. That's the name of the game. You got it? Nothing else can screw up what we have planned for Diane. I have waited a really, really long time for this. Hey, I'm not gonna get distracted by some really handsome, strong-shouldered ex-con, all right? I'm flattered. Don't be. Listen, this is uh, not on you. I mean, in my book, it's all on Devon. He's the one who's being selfish. He's the one who's being short-sighted. And where the heck does he get off acting like he's the only one that can have any grief for Neil? Oh my God, thank you. I've been saying that exact same thing to him. Of course I care about what he and my dad have created together and I honor and I respect that. And of course I want to carry on his legacy too. And now you're moving forward. You're charting the course of what the Chancellor and Winner's legacies are gonna look like in the future. Right, but Devon thinks he can change his mind and cling to the past and just throw away everything that we have worked so hard for. Right? I mean, he wants to forget about contracts, forget about agreements. He wants to forget about your time, your effort, your hard work. Basically, the opportunity for you to make your dream come true. Yeah. So you need to walk into that arbitration not thinking about what your brother wants, but what you want. You know, I mean, you have built something. You are carrying on a legacy. And Devon, he doesn't have a reason or the right to tear that down. Any judge will see that. Do you really think so? Of course I really think so. I wouldn't have said it if I didn't think so. Yes, no, you've got this. Go get him. No, you're right. Thank you. I mean, I, I should go, but thank you. I, I really needed to hear that. Thank you. No more worrying, please. I would be a lot less worried if you were more worried. I will tell you what. After the hearing, I'm gonna come home and I'm gonna kiss you, just like this. And then we're going to spend some time playing with Dominic and then we're going to get dressed and go and have an amazing time with this gala tonight. Well, that sounds wonderful. Can't wait. Me neither. Good luck. Thank you. I'll see you. You've been in love, right? You know I have. Well, what does it feel like? 
What am I missing? Are you really asking me what love feels like? Is that ridiculous? No, it's not. <laughs> um, I just, I, I need an answer, some sort of point of reference. Love is, is um, dangerous. It can be dangerous because it, it can pick you up and whip you around like a rag doll and you have no idea where you're going to land. But if it's real, then you always know that someone's going to be there to catch you. Yeah, wow. Um, yeah, I've never felt like that before. Is that how you felt with Roxy? Yeah. It is. It is. A, uh... But where's this coming from, Abby? Well, someone had the audacity to tell me that I shouldn't be giving out relationship advice because I've never been in love. Well, that's not true. Maybe it is. I mean, Carmine, not love. Chavez, cute, but not love. Tyler. That was real, right? I don't know. The whipped around like a ragdoll part, that was, that was there, but I never knew if he was gonna be there to catch me. That's kind of the most important part. <laughs> Nikki Newman, how lovely to see you. Wish I could say the same. I get why you pretend to be outraged with my mere existence. I can see why, given your lofty perch in Genoa City society. You don't know me. I don't care about appearances. I just don't want you here. You know, of the three women in your little group who united solely for the purpose of driving Diane Jenkins out of town, I find you most intriguing. Oh, well, I'm sure Phyllis and Ashley will be thrilled to learn that news. You're from the other side of the tracks. You know what it means to fight and scrape to get what you want. We both share that quality. Let me get something straight with you, Mr. Stark. Don't make assumptions about me. And we have just barely tolerated your presence here. You have a lot of gall coming back here after being arrested for breaking into our apartment in Chicago and stealing my necklace. I was framed. I think you're smart enough to know that. And I think you're smart enough to take some advice. Don't press your luck. Leave town. Don't give my husband an excuse to ruin your already pathetic life. I can assure you that I am no threat to you or anyone you know. If you say so, try convincing Victor Newman of that. You turned on me rather quickly, Nikki. It wasn't that long ago when you saw me as the answer for all your problems with Diane. And I find it fascinating that you're willing to let all that go. Or maybe you believe that Diane's the kind of woman who will eventually get what's coming to her. Well, this is a surprise. Oh. Uh, hi. Hi, good to see you. Uh, I was supposed to meet Summer here. She just texted me and said she's running a few minutes late. Oh, uh, well, I'm sorry. I, I, I'm, I've got back-to-back -back meetings and I'm heading out. Um, Jack and Diane are upstairs with Harrison. I'm sure they'll be down in just a few minutes. I, I guess you could wait, okay. wait here um, if you want to, as long as you promise 
You won't steal anything in the uh, meanwhile. Uh, <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> you're overestimating my interest in Diane Jenkins. I don't give her nearly as much thought as you seem to think I do. How admirable. You know, living in anger and resentment is such a waste of energy. It could suck the soul right out of you. It took me years in a prison cell to learn that. Oh, and they say crime doesn't pay. It also made me realize that there's more to life. Instead of wallowing in fury and regret, so many more good and uplifting things that I can be focusing on. Like this gala you're helping to throw for the town's bicentennial. It's invitation only, and you are not invited. Well, maybe not yet, but I intend to make a donation to the sponsoring body of the event, Historical Society. Now my finances are in flux, so my, my donation may be modest at best. more than a donation to gain admittance to our event. And I can assure you, your name will not be on the guest list, no matter how many zeros your check might have. Nonetheless, I still intend to do my small part to make this gala a success. I have no doubt this will be a night to remember. doing lurking around? How did you get in here? I'm not lurking around. Summer asked me to come here. I'm meeting her, and Tracy let me in. Well, Summer isn't here, and I don't believe for one second that that's why you're here. And look at you, once again, using your daughter for whatever it is you're up to. OK, I have no idea what you're talking about. You have a very paranoid imagination. Stop it. Now that we know that you're working with Jeremy, you shouldn't be anywhere near this house. You have made it clear that you have it in for us, and I don't trust you as far as I can throw you. Oh, text, Summer. Okay, well, she can't meet after all. Nice chatting. See you later. Hey, Devon. Hey, Lily. It's our last chance. Mm, it's our last chance for what? Once we start this, there is no going back. 
I mean, we have to try to find some common ground, Devon, please. Please, like, won't you at least consider talking about it? Lily, don't say another word. Join us again for The Young and the Restless.